0: What do you know? It is Tuesday evening. It is six thirty for me currently, and it is the fantasy football spudcasts, officially episode number five, going into week seven. I am your host, Sir Potato TV, or Joshua Hervey. Here's what we are going to. Talk about today. We're going to talk about waivers. Waivers is a very, very muddy waters. There's a lot of guys, and obviously, the guys may or may not be available to you in your league, depending on your league, because every league has different players available. Uh, But before we get to waivers, let's get to last night's game, Monday Night Football. Boy, oh boy, oh boy. I usually don't stay up and watch all of the game because I do wake up early for work. And last night, because I did take a nap yesterday when I got home from work, was able to stay up and watch the game. Before we get into the biggest headline of the game, I want to say, right now, I know people hate to do this or hate hearing this, the Hindsight 2020, whether a play was the right call or the wrong call. And I'm going to do it anyways. Because I understand both sides of the story whether you go for it on fourth and 1 it's actually like fourth and 6 inches one of the best offenses in football with 20 i think there was 21 seconds on the clock and you still have timeouts left so that's fine but you're down by a field goal it's fourth and 1 you're inside the five You're a half a foot away, and you go You go for it. Like, he makes the call to go for it, which, honestly, it's probably more aggressive than some of the coaching we have seen in the NFL. And I'm not going to say it was the right call, but in this instance, you're down by a field goal. If you kick a field goal, tie it up, and let's say you win the coin toss, you can easily march down on Tennessee with your offense and score a touchdown. Now, Tennessee's defense yesterday did a fairly decent job in the red zone. Um, So we do have to give credit to Tennessee's defense. So that being said... I feel like even if you do get that first down, you got 15 seconds, you maybe have a play or two to take a shot into the end zone, and then you have to kick a field goal anyways if you don't make it. So the point here is kick a field goal, take four or five seconds off the clock. By the time you do the kickoff, they might return it, might, you know, 25-yard line. Tennessee, I know... Derrick Henry can run for a touchdown anywhere on the field at any given time, but that's a chance you have to take. And it's a chance. Maybe Tennessee, you know, just gets up there at the 25 yard line after a kickoff and they just kneel it and go into overtime. Then it's just a whole new game at that point. It's overtime. It's sudden death essentially. And you have a chance to win. Now, I do like the fact that there's a coach out there that's aggressive, willing to go for the win, as opposed to a coach that wants to give the game away every time in the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, I won't go down that rabbit hole. But let's get to this game. Josh Allen, very good game. Emmanuel Sanders, good game. Stephon Diggs, good game. The running backs on the Bills' side were null and void. Let's just say they were like non-existent. Um, This game was a shootout in a sense that it was a shootout for Josh Allen and it was a feast game for Derrick Henry where Derrick Henry and that Tennessee offense could keep up with Josh Allen and the Bills offense. The thing that intrigued me about this game was the Bills' defense can be had. They're not as good. They're not as clear-cut good as you maybe have expected. Um, maybe they were a little overconfident coming off of a major win against Kansas City where they blew out Patrick Mahomes for his biggest loss ever. Um so maybe that has something to do with it. But let's get to the storyline. Julio Jones left with an injury. A.J. Brown came back in the game, like seven catches for 90-something yards, 16.1 fantasy points. It's very good. Very good to see A.J. Brown back at it again. He is looked good, and he wasn't even utilized until like the second half of the game. But let's get to this now. Derek Henry, oh my gosh. This guy is built differently. This guy is so good. You can argue, argue 100% last week. Everybody thought Christian McCaffrey was going to come back this week. People were speculating. You could argue. McCaffrey, like... People were doing, like, redrafts partway through. Like, trying to figure out where... Do you pick Christian McCaffrey? Do you take Derrick Henry? I don't think... There is a talk anymore... That Derrick Henry should... Should get drafted... Number one overall. And... I think the soft tissue injuries play a toll on players, and it's more of a toll than people think. And Derrick Henry has not gotten hurt yet. He's been very fortunate. He's been getting a ton of carries. He's been getting a ton of yards. And he has the touchdown equity. I think, now here's the thing, I don't think he's going to score three touchdowns every week, but he's got the upside to score three, four touchdowns every week. That's how good Derrick Henry is. He can win you your league 100% on his back. That being said, it's week seven. Week six is in the books. We have six teams on bye this week. I'm gonna just run through the teams. I'm gonna run through the players that are on your bench because of buys. Guys that were starting or start a bull. Um let's just break this down. Uh we got the Cowboys, we got the Vikings, we got the Steelers, the Bills, the Chargers, and the Jaguars all on bye this week all had startable players. Can you imagine six fantasy teams and not one of them could start? That would be awful. That would be awful in fantasy football. But we're very fortunate enough to have a crazy bye week and have very good teams on a bye in Week 7. Let's start with Dak Prescott, Ezekiel Elliott, Dalton Schultz, CeeDee Lamb, and Amari Cooper. Let's start. Kirk Cousins, Dalvin Cook, Adam Thielen, Justin Jefferson, Tyler Conklin, Mr. Conklin, himself, uh, the Steelers. Now, I'm not saying that Big Ben is starting on any team, but Big Ben, Najee Harris, Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool, and potentially Pat Fryermuth, who is going to be talked about a little bit later. Uh, The Buffalo Bills, Josh Allen, Zach Moss, Devin Singletary, who... You may or may not have had to start. Uh, Stefan Diggs, Emmanuel Sanders, Cole Beasley, and Dawson Knox was hurt with a hand injury. So, that being said, he's on a bye. He's going to have to have surgery. It's a broken hand. So, he's going to be out. Um, so, we'll monitor this going forward. This is going to have a little impact in our waiver wire period for a tight end. Chargers. Late in that last week, maybe they need a buy. Justin Herbert, Austin Eckler, Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, and Jared Cook. Jacksonville Jaguars. Trevor Lawrence. I'm not saying he was starting in the lineup. He was my call last week, and he did okay. Uh, uh, James Robinson, Marvin Jones, Lavisca Shenault. I think he was on your bench. He should be on your bench. I don't know if you can trust him though. And then Dan Arnold was also. He's a guy I talked about a little bit last week. You could have picked him up, and you could have started him. He had the usage until last week, obviously. And long story short, so those are the buys. Dallas, Vikings, Pittsburgh, Bills, Chargers, Jacksonville. So week seven, we're talking about waiver wire. There's not a lot of waiver wire fodder to be had. There's a lot of news, a lot of injuries, but there's a lot going on, a lot of moving pieces, and we'll get to it in a second. I'm going to go through some running backs. I'm going to go through some wide receivers. I'm going to go through some quarterback streaming options, and then I'm also going to go tight ends. Um, I'm not a defense guy. I'm not a kicker guy, if you want. Kickers or defenses Here's the deal. I like the Saints are streaming option. I like the Patriots. Um Honestly, Carolina is playing the Giants this week. I think that can be a good matchup. A lot of people might have dropped Carolina with the with the schedule. Um you could uh I don't really know what else is out there. Um yeah, I I I mean you could go to a sluck fast in, in the Broncos or Cleveland. It could be a very ugly game on Thursday night. Um, but, uh, that being said, I'm not a big defense guy. I don't analyze defense. I try to stream good matchups. And so I probably should know more about the defenses. Uh, but let's just put it this way. I like the Saints this week. Uh, I guess you could, you know, Green Bay might be sneaky this week against Washington. Uh, and then you got Carolina against the Giants, uh, decent. Uh, and, and some of the, like, there's a lot of tough matchups for defenses. Like the Patriots play the Jets this week. That's a, that's a good one. The Patriots, the Saints, and Carolina. And after that, you're on your own. Green Bay might be the next option on that list. And no, no particular order. Um, So, and kickers are kickers. I'm sorry. It's just, I, if you have kickers in your league, I feel sorry for you because I'm not a fan of kickers. Um, but you know, it, just it's just really the luck of the draw. Um, when it comes to kickers, obviously you play matchups, and there's analysis and and shit for kickers. But I just. I don't look too deep into kickers. Um, uh, That being said, let's get into the players that actually count and I care about. Or we care about. The offense players. Um, Running backs this week. There's a guy on my list. uh, JD McKissick. He's 55.6% owned in ESPN leagues. Now, like I said, he might not be available in your league. Just check your waiver wire. And I'm just giving you players right now in each group category that you could look at, and then I will go through and I will try to, in my best, in my best possible estimation try to rank them in the order in which they should be picked up obviously this, these lists are based on your team as well maybe you need wide receivers this week maybe you have Emmanuel Sanders Deontay Johnson Omari Cooper on your team and you're like shit, I need a, a wide receiver this week oh my gosh maybe you have running back help Maybe you need running back help this week. I'm like crap, no Chubb this week. What do I do? I thought he was coming back. Oh my gosh, I need somebody. I don't have anybody. All right, that's why I'm here to help. Well, let's go to my running back number one. I like J.D. McKissick as my number one quarter uh, running back ad this week. He's a 55.6% ownership on ESPN. All these ownerships are on ESPN. Um. Let's, let's put it this way. Antonio Gibson has been playing hurt all year. And I think this might bode for a week of two to get Gibson healthy. And just, like, McKissick will get most of the carries, most most of the workload. Obviously, Jarrett Patterson is there. But J.D. McKissick is involved so much in the passing game, in the running game, he has been used so much the last couple weeks. I think this is, I think this ad is multiple weeks, even down the stretch, he could be useful on your fantasy football team. And Terry McLaurin's hurt, so maybe J.D. Kissick gets a little bit more volume. Uh, but that being said, he's my number one running back to add this week. Uh, number two, uh, it's a volume play. It's a Thursday night game. Uh, Dearance Johnston. And this is just uh, because Kareem Hunt is uh, going to be out four to six weeks. And Chubb is already ruled out for Thursday night. So this is a volume play. Uh, last year when he filled in, he ran, had like 13 carries and 90-something yards. It's a volume play. Uh they need playmakers on the team, and Dearns Johnson is just a volume guy. He's a he's going to be a running back two this week. Like I said, there's a lot of players on by this week that uh, makes him in that running back two, like twenty, uh, you know, twenty. Uh, he does have a tough matchup against Denver, who is pretty good against the run, um, etc. I also like Here's the deal. I am also a proponent to Michael Carter. I don't like the matchup against the Patriots. I really don't. The problem with Michael Carter is the usage is there. No, you know what? I like Michael Carter. He, he should be he's he's almost 70% owned, so it's okay. very unlikely that he is on your there's more of a chance that he is owned already and you don't have to worry about it. But Michael Carter is a guy that has been getting a lot of looks, a lot of volume, and he might fall into the end zone in the last the last few weeks. He came off a bye, so hopefully this Jets offense can be better. Uh, and he's a healthy running back. So that being said, if you need a desperation play, Michael Carter, like, I don't have Michael Carter very high. Like, at all in the rankings this week. But it all depends on your running back situation. Uh, We got Alex Collins this week. 66.3% owned. Um, This is another one to monitor. It's a Monday night game. Here's what I'm suggesting. Suggesting to uh, Alex Collins. Um, he is a uh, injury. He does have an injury. Uh, Rashad Penny is coming off of IR. And I don't know how he's going to be used at all. And Alex Collins beat him out. But here's the thing. I don't know. It's a Monday night game, so it's really, 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 really hard to know what is going to happen and it's a tough matchup against the Saints, who have been, uh what was it, the last three weeks, have allowed, like, the third fewest fantasy points to running backs. Um, so if Alex Collins is dropped, I think you can pick him up. If you have Alex Collins, and Rashad Penny is available... You could pick him up if Rashad Penny isn't available. I'm telling you what, I, I don't know anything about this backfield, but I truthfully, if Alex Collins is out, I think I truthfully like DJ Dallas a bit. He can run the ball. He can catch the ball. He can be a three-down back. I honestly truthfully think I like DJ Dallas and now I know it's a very like, like this was what I was gonna suggest and I I am the only person to take the to, to take this that I've heard that if you here's the thing. I like Dearnish Johnston, I like JD McKissick. I like Michael Carter. They're all getting carries. I like all three of those guys over Alex Collins for this reason because I don't know what's going to happen. But let's say you picked up Alex Collins last week. He's on injury this week. I don't think you go and grab Rashad Penny as the insurance guy in case he doesn't play. I think you go and grab DJ Dallas as the insurance policy. Because he can do both. He is healthy. He's looked good. He can be a three down back. And that is just my take. That is just my take. And even if Rashad Penny comes back, we don't know how many snaps. We don't know if it's going to be a full workload. We don't know any of that. For all we know, he could re-aggravate that same injury and now you handcuff Alex Collins in a tough matchup with Rashad Penny, and now you're getting zero points. Whereas if you handcuff him with somebody who's healthy, you at least have the option, yeah, he might only get half of the carries with Rashad Penny or half of the touches with Rashad Penny, but in a game where you can use a floor to help you in this week where there are six good teams on bye. I think this is something that you can maybe target. Maybe you don't have any fab. Maybe you have Alex Collins. Maybe you blew your fab on Alex Collins as a Chris Carson owner. And now Alex Collins is hurt. Maybe you just try to throw in a $0 bid for DJ Dallas. And if Alex Collins is out, you throw DJ Dallas in there in hopes that if Lindsey does play, it's a limited snap count, or it's a 50-50 split, or maybe it's a running back by committee, and I like DJ Dallas over Homer because he he's getting targeted in the passing game as well as the run game. But now keep in mind, it is against the Saints again. That's just my thought and opinion, okay? Uh, Kenyon Drake, 59.5%. Of leagues on ESPN. This guy might be. One of the polarizing players. On this. Right. On this. On this. Here's why. Because. He looked good. While Gruden was a coach. And then he like Gruden. He like missed a block. He like fumbled. And Gruden just like tried to cut him. From all ties. Like, he had no faith. He had Peyton Barber. Peyton Barber hurt himself. So, Kenyon Drake got his backup job back. And now that we're in a new coaching regime, I think this new coach is trying to get Kenyon Drake the ball a little bit more like they used to at the beginning of the season. So, I think Kenyon Drake is an add here. Now, do I like Kenyon Drake going forward? Maybe. But I do like Kenyon Drake. He did get two touchdowns last week, but it was like six touches. I don't know if you can trust it. That's why he's number four for me. And then number, f- number six for me is Devontae Freeman. He looks like the best old running back on that team. Latavius Murray went out with an ankle injury. And who knows his status for Sunday yet keep it in mind. I think Devontae Freeman looks like the best running back and he looked pretty good. I'm not going to lie. Looked decent for an old guy. Uh, Wide receivers. We're going to go right back, right back, right back, right back to the wide receiver well. Tim Patrick is my number one receiver to add. I know Jerry Judy is close to coming back. But he is owned in 54.3% of leagues. And he has had one game of six... Uh, sorry, one game out of six... So one, he's had one game in the first six weeks with less than double-digit fantasy points. He can be that guy to fill in this week for one of your wide receivers if he is available he won't give you a goose egg that is a guarantee it can happen um i did forget one guy on here darnell mooney needs to be added to your bench uh justin fields is going up against the tampa bay buccaneers and I can see Darnell Mooney scoring again. He's been getting more targets than Allen Robinson. He leagues the team in targets, receptions, and yards. Darnell Mooney is also an option. Uh, Rashad Bateman had six targets, four catches, 29 yards. He is owned in 20.9% of leagues. Uh, this guy is just going to get used. Uh i i I think so last week it was a running back game it was a blowout like I don't think you can really take the wide receiver numbers on on the Ravens this past week and really like it it doesn't tell the whole story uh it's a game strip game and uh rashad Bateman the fact that he was had six targets in his first game off of in his NFL career off of injury, that's a good sign. That, that means he's going to be used a lot. Um, uh, Marquez Calloway. <laughs> uh, I like Marquez Callaway. Last three weeks, I think I, I, I said this last week, 10 receptions, 200 yards, 3 touchdowns in the last three weeks. He is 43.1% owned. And on top of that, it's a good matchup against Seattle. Um, Also, uh, news from the Saints, Michael Thomas is eligible to return off of IR. It does sound like it is going to be a couple weeks, though, uh, before anything happens. uh, Let's get to another guy um, who I like. I like T.Y. Hilton. First game back, four catches with four targets, 80 yards, and he looked good. He he definitely looked good. He did limp off the field with the quad. He re-aggravated his quad. But I think he just sat out because It was one of those things where they were so far ahead, they just didn't want to re-aggravate it or make it worse. Um, But he did look good. And then A.J. Green, he has had six six targets in five of six games this year. He's only had two duds in six games, and he's rostered in 42.4% of leagues. And he's on the field a lot. Um, and then my guy, Amon ra St. Brown, who has been seeding a lot of smoke the last couple of weeks. Now, he hasn't really done a whole lot with them, but he's had 23 targets in the last three games and 18 receptions in the last three games. Uh, and he's 17.9% owned. I just don't know how much I can trust Detroit and they have, uh, they play, I want to say the Lions this week. Yeah, uh, Detroit, uh, sorry, Detroit plays the Rams this week. The Lions, the Rams. It's a Matthew Stafford revenge game. Um, And then one other thing to note here, Michael Gallup is close to returning off of IR. I think he is 57.8% rostered. I think if he is available and you have an IR spot, you can plug him in your IR spot. I also think if he's available now, maybe you could just wait until waivers pass, see if he makes it through waivers, and then you can just add them before so you can fill your lineups this week and with all the buys. Um, so yeah, let's get to uh, the tight ends, and then we'll get to streaming quarterbacks. The tight ends this week... My first ad has got to be Ricky Seals Jones Jr. It's 29.5% owned. Um, He's literally on the field all the time. And we don't have a timeline for Logan Thomas. So he is a start. He is a low-end one. I think he's a set-it-and-forget-it kind of guy at this point. Um, Number two, I would have this guy ahead of Ricky Seals Jones Jr., but I probably have Pat fryer Pittsburgh. He is 4% owned. Juju Smith-Schuster is on IR. So I think this is a result in that. Uh, this dude's a rookie tight end. And I do know Pittsburgh is on a buy this week. So there's a chance people might not grab him this week knowing they had to fill their roster. Now, everybody's roster is different. Maybe you don't have a lot of these players, and maybe you have an extra bench spot, then pick them up during waivers. If you don't have a bench spot, maybe wait and see if you can add him after you fill or if you have somebody you can drop for Pat Fryermuth. Uh Number three, Zach Ertz. Uh, I know he's owned in 61.5% of leagues, but if he's available, he ended up on, he's on Arizona now, better quarterback situation. Uh... Uh, he's going to take the Max Williams role, at least, I would assume. And he's a good tight end. Um, that being said, uh, we're going to go to Dan Arnold. Uh, there's only like four tight ends, a few tight ends this week. Um, he's 10.4% rostered. Um, he's on buy also this week. Uh, obviously, so like I have a backup tight end for TJ Hawkinson. I have to drop him this week. I might end up dropping somebody else for him. But long story short, that's that. Uh, Let's talk about our streamer quarterbacks. Um, Number one, Derek Carr, 55.2% owned in the leagues. He is still second in passing yards. Yep. We got Matt Ryan versus Miami at my number two. And this is for reasons where I just trust Matt Ryan is going to get it right. And I'm, let's just put it this way 35% owned in leagues. He's got two touchdowns in the last, at least two touchdowns in the last four weeks before going into the bye. He plays Miami, who is coming back from a London and opted to not take a bye. And he also has 20-plus fantasy points in the last three or four games played. I think he is starting to figure it out after week one when he laid that six-point dud, and it's a good matchup. On the other side of the ball, my third streamer option is Tua Tunga-Vailoa versus the Atlanta. We attack Atlanta in a passing game. Um... Miami Dolphins have attempted the most passes in the NFL this year because they don't have a running game. And um, Tua is... I forgot to check the ownership on Tua, uh, but I can't imagine it is that high. Let's... uh, Players, let me just check real quick. I got the website up. Tua is 27% rostered. Um, My next streamer option, this guy going back into the well, even though it didn't work out last week in a good matchup. Taylor Heineke versus Green Bay, 52%. I don't know what to say. I like Taylor Heineke a lot, and I just keep going back to this well. It's another good matchup, and I I think... He's very startable this week. He's had some monster 20 point weeks. And then he's just had some duds. I think I think you can go back to the well versus Green Bay this week. Uh the next streamer option is Jameis Winston versus Seattle, who is starting to figure out how to run an offense again. He is 27.1% rostered, so. That being said. I have one more person, and you might hate it. Ryan Tannehill versus Kansas City. Oh, but you told us to start Taylor Heineke over Kansas City last week, and that didn't work out. And Ryan Tannehill has been dog poop. Well, let me explain to you what's going on. He is 66.3% owned in the leagues, first of all, so he might not even be there for you. He's only had 20 fantasy points in one game this year, and that was against Indy. So this week he plays Kansas City, which is going to be a shootout. Now, granted, he got into a shootout with the Bills last night. But the shootout was a Derrick Henry show and not much else. And this shootout could also be a Derrick Henry show. And we see another dud from Danahill. Who knows? But here's what I do know. It's going to be a high-scoring game. Ryan Tannehill has A.J. Brown back. Which is going to help. I'm calling it right now. Ryan Tannehill to A.J. Brown touchdown will happen this week. And the good thing, if you grab Tannehill this week, he plays Indy next week. Who, that's the only team he scored 20-plus fantasy points in this year against. So... That being said, we got a list of names that I told you about. And now I'm going to try to... I didn't order them before the show because I was lazy. And so I'm going to go through this. And I'm going to tell you my top picks. I think JD McKissick makes me number one. It's got to be my number one ad if he's available. I think... I, I believe... JD McKissick, I believe Ricky Seals Jones Jr., I believe De'Ernce Johnston, Darnell Mooney, Tim Patrick, Rashad Bateman, T.Y. Hilton, uh, Derek Carr, Matt Ryan, I think that's about 10 names in that order. Um, but these are a list of names and if you do have the room to add one of the guys on by this week like pat fryermuth dan arnold Mike, michael gallup i think there's a chance for instance if you're a dawson knox owner do you want to pick up pat fryermuth this week Put Dawson Knox on IR. Pick up Pat Friermuth. Drop a different guy for a fill-in tight end this week. I don't know. It's just an option. And that is the waiver wire show today. It's short. It's very short. Um, that's just options for you. I got a list of lists of options for you that could be available. I'm sorry, they're kind of unorganized, as in order, like priority. Um. The problem is, is as much as I want to give you guys the priority order, like the way, like here, I think I think J.D. McKissick might be the most valuable person on this list. Followed by probably Darrence Johnston. It's a volume running back. Running backs are so, so, so hard to come by in this league, especially ones that stay healthy. I think... Derek Carr, Matt Ryan could be high priority streaming in single quarterback leagues this week. Uh, wide receivers: Rashad Bateman, Darnell Mooney, Tim Patrick, T.Y. Hilton. Those guys are like the four top guys that I would probably target. And then obviously all four of these tight ends. I probably have, I have Seals Jones Jr. number one, obviously because he's not on bye. Uh, Zach Ertz, probably number two because he's not on bye. Pat Fryer with three. Dan Arnold, four, only because they're on byes this week. Um, also, Michael Gallup, if he's available, pick him up. Throw him on IR. Maybe don't throw him on IR. Just pick him up and put him on your bench if you got room. Uh, that being said... Tomorrow is gonna be a show. We are gonna go through. Here's the, here's the thing. I want to go through some rankings this week, and we'll go through some rankings on Friday and Saturday in my episodes on Friday and Saturday. But tomorrow is gonna be a special day. Uh, I want to give you an updated like rest of season rankings. Top ten, so top ten quarterbacks. Or uh, we're gonna do top twelve. Uh, most leagues are twelve team, so we're gonna do top twelve quarterbacks, top twelve running backs, top twelve wide receivers, and then we're gonna do uh, we'll do like top top twelve tight ends, and then we'll do uh top 24 draft. where We'll redraft 24 uh, 24 picks. Uh, And that's going to be the show tomorrow. So that being said, we'll update you. We'll talk about Thursday Night Football tomorrow as well. uh, Because I will not be doing a show on Thursday. So we'll talk about Thursday Night Football. We'll talk about maybe what to expect, what not to expect. Um... Long story short, this is the Waiver Wire Show on the Fantasy Football Spudcast. And I just gave you a good chunk of names to digest. So I hope you had a pen and a paper out. I hope you wrote down some intriguing things about players, about things that might help you this week. When you're weak. When you're weak. Uh on this very, very bi-heavy week. Um, That being said, I'm going to make like a potato and fry away. Have a great night.